0: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2188, Big Ticket Items, What Should You Consider? by Christopher Notario of ratracerunning.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. I have a new author being featured today. I'll share more about Christopher right after the reading. So for now, let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Big Ticket Items, What Should You Consider? by Christopher Notario of ratracerunning.com. Before buying big ticket items, particularly a house or car, you'll need to consider the reason behind the purchase. You also need to look into the lifestyle changes it will affect, how you'll finance it, and identify if it's the best time to buy. As you finally enter adulthood, You'll find yourself wanting to buy big ticket items for yourself and your family, especially once you see your peers doing the same. However, many reasons behind a purchase need careful consideration before plunging in. So before buying your first, second, or succeeding big ticket items, there are things that require careful consideration and planning. So don't be in such a hurry. What are big ticket items? Big ticket items are major or expensive purchases that may require a lot of cash. The most common big ticket items are houses and lots, cars, expensive furniture and appliances, and other similar things. Some significant purchases, especially a house, a lot, or a car, may require external financing and will tie you to a loan for a long time. So before buying a big ticket item, you may look into some of these considerations. Number one, why do you intend to buy this big ticket item? In every decision, especially a major financial decision, you first need to establish the reason behind the purchase. It may even require consulting with your partner or your family. For instance, we know that we Filipinos look at a house or a car as an excellent investment and a status symbol signifying success. But if your main reason is about status, Without carefully looking at the pros and cons of the purchase, you may be trapped in the rat race for a long time. I know many people who buy big ticket items and finance them through long-term loans, which often strangle them in a job they hate because they can't afford to lose a source of income. Sadly, some people buy big ticket items even if they don't need them and can't afford them yet. I have found this happening to some entry-level employees. They take out loans to buy homes or cars with their current salary where almost nothing is left, leading to a debt cycle. Another example is the shared experience of OFWs in buying a house in the Philippines while working abroad for several more years. They intend to buy it as an investment and proof of their hard work. However, suppose the house you're building is for your family's use. In that case, it can't be considered an investment since you won't earn any income from it. An apartment or a rental property is better if you intend to stop working abroad soon since it will generate a passive income once you return home permanently. So be clear on your why. Never buy a big ticket item based on emotion or peer pressure because you'll only have a hard time and your finances may suffer. Number two, are you ready for the lifestyle and budgeting changes of buying a big ticket item? Buying a big ticket item, especially a house or a car, drastically changes your lifestyle. For instance, if you buy a new car, you must consider parking. So if you're currently renting in Metro Manila, you must consider a parking lot aside from your apartment preferences. You'll also need to consider the added costs of owning a car, like gas, maintenance, registrations, parking, and tolls to your current budget. Some young people buy a car with their entry-level income Then when the cost of gas increases or they discover the cost of parking and tolls and don't have the money for it, they revert to commuting. Another example is with homes. Typically, the cheaper townhouses near Metro Manila are located in the nearby provinces. So if you buy a house outside the metro, then you should also consider the added expenses and stress of transportation. A farther housing location may even prompt you to buy a car along with your new house. If this happens, you'll increase your monthly expenses, especially if you took out a loan for both. Number three, how do you plan on financing this big-ticket purchase? Another primary consideration when buying a big-ticket item is how you'll pay for it. Do you plan to take out a loan or buy it in cash? Again, the most significant purchases you can make are a house and a car, so they usually cost a hefty amount, making the usual route to buying them through financing and loans. However, before you can take out a loan, the bank or the lending institution will need to look at your current income, your credit history, and your capacity to pay, and may also require a cosigner or a guarantor before approving you for the loan. Number four, is it the right time to buy this big ticket item? So, you have the right reasons behind the purchase, are prepared for the incoming lifestyle changes, and you have the money or financing required to pay for it. Now your next consideration is the timing. Though this is not as big of an issue when buying a car, it's a significant consideration when buying a home, especially for singles and unmarried couples. If you're single and plan to stay that way, then the decision to buy a house can be justified. However, if you're single but in a committed relationship, you should consult your partner about this decision. There are many instances where unmarried couples decide to buy a house, break up, scrap their plan for the home, and have to divide everything. Another consideration for the timing of buying a big ticket item is the current interest rate. The interest rates are set by the central bank during times when inflation is high. Theoretically, central banks increase the interest rate to curb inflation by discouraging companies and people from spending and borrowing money while encouraging them to save. So purchasing your big ticket items will be more expensive if you plan a loan for a new house or a car during a high interest rate season. And number five, put your plan on paper. Finally, when considering the first four, you must put your action plan on paper, not just in your mind. Writing your goal in black and white is essential, so you'll have more focus and motivation to do it. It's also essential to see if the numbers are adding up because if you realize that you'll have to pay a high interest rate for a long time, you may reconsider other options. For example. If you realize that you don't have enough savings or salary to be approved for a loan upon completing your action plan, you may consider renting first while also saving more. You may even try looking for a higher paying job. Another example, if you're planning to buy a car but don't have enough money for the down payment or the price is just too high, in this case, you may consider purchasing a secondhand car. Buying a relatively new but secondhand car from a reputable seller can save you since a new car loses 15 to 20% of its value in its first year. Final thoughts. Buying big ticket items is often a goal of many young adults because it validates their hard work and realizes the dreams of their family. However, since these purchases are expensive, you'll have to take into account these considerations and not be too emotional or excited to own that new house or car. Remember, these purchases are major life decisions which affect many aspects of your life, especially your financial stability. You just listened to the post titled, Big Ticket Items, What Should You Consider? by Christopher Notario of ratracerunning.com. For a lot of people, it can be stressful and confusing to manage their finances. Even I used to feel this way when using different finance apps, but then I tried Monarch Money and everything got so much easier. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. Thank you to Christopher, the author of the Rat Race Running Blog. He's an electronics engineer by profession, a teacher by vocation and a writer by mission. He used to work in a Fortune Global 500 company in the Philippines, but it didn't take long before he realized that life in a corporate setup is like running a race you can't win a rat race. He believes the rat race is the never-ending and life-sucking cycle of paychecks and expenses, and often the competitive struggle to climb the proverbial corporate ladder. He finally escaped the corporate rat race in 2019 to pursue a different calling in the academic field. He envisions that his actions today will serve as a stepping stone towards obtaining more freedom in the future. In 2022, after pursuing a career in academia, he realized that he was again getting sucked into the rat race, this time, the government rat race. So he decided to leave. He's now a freelance writer, busy finding ways to inspire people towards intentional living. For more great articles and content from him, check out ratracerunning.com. This article made me reflect on why we want the stuff we want. If no one was watching, how would we be spending our time and money? How do we know that our desires are really ours? or if they're more rooted in what society tells us we should want. I suspect that many of us just want peace of mind. We want time to enjoy life and to love the people around us. But when we chase external markers of success by buying things we can't afford to impress people we don't like, it can become a real distraction from the bigger picture. I like to joke that the key for me in building wealth is not looking like I have money. No one would look at my 2010 Mazda 3 that I spent $6,000 on and think I'm killing it. But I don't concern myself with that. I'm looking at my net worth a lot more than I'm looking at my car. And I actually used to have an obnoxious bumper sticker on my car that said, my other vehicle is a 401k. So it's not like I'm completely immune to this kind of posturing. There's a great book called The Millionaire Next Door, which is based on a long-term study of people who are actually wealthy. The main thing I got out of it is that many people who live luxurious lives are actually drowning in debt and have very little wealth. For those of us who want to become wealthy, it would benefit us to see through the smoke and mirrors that is consumerism and focus on saving and investing instead. That should do it for another edition of Optimal Finance Daily. Have a great rest of your day and start to your week. And I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.